Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. This podcast is designed to share important legal information without the stuffy legal jargon. I'm Tracy Mylacrane. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rise Up in Business podcast. In today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk to you about retreats, and I'm going to share with you exactly what you need to know in terms of your legal obligations when it comes to running retreats in your business. We're all seeing more and more businesses offer retreats in the post-lockdown world, and I can understand that. Lots of businesses were impacted because they had hoped to offer retreats over the last few years, and things didn't go as planned. There's a freshness and almost a renewal now and some excitement around businesses that are making these offerings, and I'm seeing so many of them, and it's fabulous. And I can understand why businesses would want to run retreats because of their inherent value, and certainly the clients I act for are able to run retreats that are profitable and offer huge value for participants, so it's fabulous. But the question that I'm asked is what do I need in terms of legals with retreats? And what really causes my heart to skip a beat is when I see businesses offer retreats and they don't have any terms and conditions or they've got a free template from somewhere or put something together that they've seen someone else use, which as you know, my concerns around using templates, you don't know what you don't know, so you don't know if it's doing all the things. So if you are running a retreat in your business, the first thing to know is you absolutely need terms and conditions around your retreats. You need to be issuing these to the participants and we need to be doing all of that in accordance with our obligations under the consumer law because guess what? A retreat is a service that you're offering so you are bound by the consumer law and you do need to comply with it the same as you do with your business T's and C's or your your membership or your program T's and C's. Retreats are the same. So what do they need to include? Well, first and foremost, you need to be sure that you're outlining for participants precisely what you're providing. This means you need to set out for them what you're including, what you're excluding, what they're going to get. Secondly, obviously, what are the fees and what is the payment plan? Please make sure that you're making it crystal clear where the GST applies on the fees. You need to make sure you're outlining when the payment is due, if there's a deposit payable, if they're to pay by instalments, when is the final payment due? And I'm hoping that you're going to say that that's before the retreat. Remember, when you're the business owner, you're now locking into contracts with other providers for accommodation, for food, for speakers. So you need to make sure you're protected as the business owner when you're taking on those obligations because once you get locked in, you need to make sure that you're protected and your participants too are locked in. A really big one is your cancellation policy. What is your cancellation policy? And there's many, many variations to this. Some clients will have a no cancellation policy at all. Some will have a cancellation policy up to a particular date. Some will have a 50% non-refundable, but the other 50% will be refundable if you cancel before a certain date. Some will have a deposit that's non-refundable and the balance will only be refunded to you if a replacement participant can be found. Lots of businesses have wait lists, which are quite popular with retreats. Whatever you decide is going to work for you and your business, you need to make sure that you are outlining that very clearly for the participants in the T's and C's before they decide to purchase. 
This is vital. This is the big one. Like most things with the consumer law, you need to provide this information to consumers in a particular way. And the simplest way of explaining that is you need to provide it to consumers before they decide to engage with you or buy from you. So in the case of the retreat terms and conditions, you need to make these terms and conditions available before somebody locks themselves in and books with you and pays that deposit. Some business owners like to include a cooling off period where there might be 24 or 48 hours for somebody to come back and change their mind. That's something to think about if that is aligned with you and your business. The next thing you need to tackle in your T's and C's is some informed consent, informed decision and some responsibility provisions. So you need to make sure that your participants are well aware what they're getting themselves in for, that they're taking responsibility for their decisions and that they're aware of what they have to contribute to make the retreat a success. What we don't want to happen is for somebody to get to the end of your retreat and say, you know what, you represented to me on your sales page or in your socials that I would achieve all of these things. I've achieved nothing. Therefore, you haven't met what you promised. I'd like a refund. We want to prevent that. We want to prevent that legally. We want to protect your business. But we also don't want our participants walking away from our retreat with that kind of experience. So... The T's and C's are also used as a way to manage the expectations of your participants before they get there. We want to make sure that we're doing everything to set your business up for success and to set your participants up for success. And we do that by outlining for the participants in the T's and C's what it is that they're getting and what it is that's expected from them. Let's think about what happens if things need to change. What if there's a lockdown? What if there's travel restrictions? What if something happens to you or your family and you can't make it? We need to deal with changes in a clause in the T's and C's so that you're not going to be held liable in the event that something happens and you're not able to deliver the retreat. Sure, it's nice to think that most people will be understanding and I'm sure that they will. I certainly hope that they will, but we can't rely on that. We need to be protected and that's something that needs to be included in the T's and C's to give you that protection. Is alcohol something that's able to be consumed at your retreat? Some business owners say no because it's going to impact the progress and the outcomes. Some say yes, of course. Whatever it is, it ought to be outlined in the T's and C's to again manage those expectations and to avoid those awkward and potentially tricky situations arising later. Confidentiality is a big one. I know some people that don't participate in retreats because the business holding the retreat is so open and sharing on social media that some individuals aren't comfortable having their photo plastered all over somebody else's socials for participating in a retreat. It makes some people really uncomfortable. So confidentiality is big. How are you going to deal with that? If it is the case that you want to take photos and you want to share all over your social media and marketing and all the rest of it, you need to make sure you're getting express consent from people to be able to do that if you wish to include them in, in photos. You can get that express consent in the terms and conditions. You can also bring it to people's attention that this is how you intend to use imagery and photography from the retreats and give them an opportunity to talk to you and let you know if they're not comfortable, if it's something that they would prefer to see before you post. These things can be really important to people and in my experience it can be a deal breaker as to whether somebody's going to register or not. So setting out your photography clause, your videography and other media clauses in your terms and conditions is, is going to be really important. Of course, we want to include for your business your standard indemnities and release clauses. We want to keep you protected. We don't want somebody coming back to make a complaint or worse, bring legal proceedings in relation to something that's occurred at a retreat 
and you're exposed because you didn't have the relevant or necessary indemnity clauses or release clauses. In that regard, what you'll find is a release and a waiver form to be signed as part of the terms and conditions is going to be something that's important. It shouldn't be overlooked. These are the most important clauses that you should look for in your retreat terms and conditions. So if you are running retreats and you do have T's and C's, you can now use this episode to go back and do a self-audit to make sure you've at least got those clauses included in your T's and C's. If you haven't, it's time to engage someone to help you develop a set of retreat terms and conditions for your business that suit your business and the type of retreats that you run. Remember, there is no cookie cutters here. This is not a one size fits all. I'll just buy a template and adapt it and change the names. It really doesn't work like that. And if you do that, you'll find that you don't have the peace of mind that you deserve in your business because you don't know what you don't know. So you don't know if those templates you've borrowed or purchased are actually doing all the things they need to do. So pick up the phone and have the conversation with your business lawyer and get this done properly. You've heard me say it before so many times in business, prevention is better than cure. And guess what? That goes for when you're running retreats as well. That's it for today's episode. I hope you've got some value from that. If you are considering running retreats in your business, or if you are already running retreats in your business, if you need a hand or if you've got questions, please feel free to reach out. You can jump over to the website, tmsolicitor.com.au, and book in for a free 20-minute chat. I'm always happy to answer questions about this or anything else to make sure we've got you on the right track and we've got everything set up for you properly. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Bye.